So, just before I launch in, a reminder, as I said yesterday morning, I really uh, like to encourage that kind of grounded, spacious listening where, uh, you know, the talk happens and something happens (laughs) and the mind is, you know, allowed to be spacious with that. Uh, Maybe seeing what resonates, if anything, and, uh, yeah, just... uh, It helps me to to feel like you're, you know, you'll take what's helpful and let the rest sort of, you know, float by. So, yeah, so interesting. We're all such different, probably, you know, just begun our retreat. Uh, Oh, is it still a bit, it's hard to hear? Is that... um, Everyone else, all right? Could you thank you just a little bit? Thanks, thanks, Duke. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's not blowing you out of your seats, is it? Like, okay. <laughs> good evening, Barry. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. I just have to not worry about being so loud. <laughs> good. Thank you, Duke. <laughs> right. Um, yes. So. In the world, but not of it, could be a subtitle for this evening's talk. So, um, I'd also like to offer an alternative introduction. Uh, This is a a little image or piece of imagery that came to me while I was sitting just a few days ago. So sometimes that comes and I feel like it's for you. So, here you go. You get it, whether you want it or not. So, <laughs> I hope it might resonate for some. But it, it uh, sometimes, you know, I think the, uh, you know, the, the the mind's capacity for thinking and imagining and for uh, that can actually be harnessed to uh, dharma service. So I hope I felt for myself that was the case uh, with this and. Perhaps also for you, sometimes you find images that speak to you somehow, or bits of story. Might also, what I'm going to share might be an episode in a story. And sometimes I feel like the language of the heart, the language of chitter, it's like it kind of speaks a story, which is interesting, or it speaks in, you know, image. Um, and that uh, sometimes that it puts together a kind of an understanding, and we kind of go, oh, you know, and you kind of get something, understand something in a way um, that's different when it's just, um, uh, you know, a, narr- a kind of series of ideas linked together, which obviously can also be useful. And I think, you know, temperamentally, we're maybe wired a little bit different around this. So join me if you wish, uh, just brief imagining, um, walking along a road, and I, uh, maybe I'll say I, and you can think it's you, or if you want, or carrying heavy bags, heavy, heavy, in the hot sun, tired, heavy-hearted, long journey, 
And then noticing, just noticing a tree, a great tree nearby the path, green branches hanging down, creating a a bower. And something in us is called to go in, some half-remembered something, or just the longing for rest. So we go in, I go in, and the shady bower, relief from the hot sun, it's the quiet, open, sheltered place. And I put down the bags. And tears of grief and relief flow for a while. And then I lie down and sleep deeply for a short while. Just in the, by the roots of this great tree. And when I wake, I sit up and just sit for a while looking in front of me this curtain of green shimmering a little in the breeze the bright sunlight beyond the glintings and shapes passing by and the sounds of the world, the squawks and and the bangs and the fire alarms (laughs) and I was sitting there in this shady green place just quietly and the body, my body mind starts to just rest and settle a little bit and some of the knots begin to just soften a little bit and I begin to just enjoy sitting there and the green curtain of leaves is just shimmering in front of me The world is continuing to happen. And as I sit there for a while, it occurs to me, maybe I don't have to respond to every invitation. Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) So that's the episode, that's what came to me. And this phrase of, maybe I don't have to respond to every invitation. So maybe you're guessing like the theme of the talk. (laughs) So it's a a classical theme of renunciation. And so um, one of the intentions or part of how this theme has been with me as I've been exploring it recently is really wanting to understand and tune into and really feel and know for myself the sense of this being something beautiful and positive and, you know, for my well-being and long-term happiness. That's been my sort of part of my motivation and interest. And so I think the image came to me partly sort of in response to that, ah, you know, this is um, something for, uh, something really healing 
And that's that at times, you know, maybe it takes that stepping aside that when we come here or it's just an inward movement of, oh, you know, just stepping, stepping back. Like, oh, sights and sounds and thoughts and sensations. And, oh, just let it all do its thing for a while. Or, you know, and just, so you can hear there's a lot in there. Um, so... I just want to offer a few other reflections that, uh, yeah, may, may be helpful. But I always feel like it's a, 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 some kind of extended reflection and inquiry and the way we practice with something that really, you know, bringing it, bringing the theme into our life, into our heart, like placing it right, you know, into and with our, our, our experience and the challenges that we face and um, you know that's where it really that's where it really uh, the fruit the, the, the understanding and, the, and the, 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 the benefit comes isn't it because you know you I mean I think say with something right renunciation you know you read it in the book and you think, yeah okay you've got to get every, give everything up okay right next <laughs> that's really hard um, and just how much some helpful reflection and practice you just begin to go, oh, maybe it's actually really not so much about that. That can be helpful. Maybe that, that's a necessary movement at times. But what's become clearer and clearer to me through this exploration is it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's definitely a, uh, a movement of the heart or a kind of... Uh, it's like a different experience to to sense sensory world, you know, anything that happens. I was really aware today when the fire alarm went off that actually I was very reactive around that. I don't know what happened in your mind, but you know, it was interesting to see that that in a way there wasn't that I, I in a way I, I had that sense of no, I don't want this to be happening. And so in that moment in those moments for me there wasn't it's like, but maybe you've had those those moments when you can see real possibility that the same noise or mental struggle or you know difficult situation in your life, you can really see how there's a possibility. Sometimes it, it just there is no reactivity. There's there's this poise and there's a sense of that viveka seclusion, a lot of stepping back. This sense of not so again, uh, kind of, you know, caught up, see, um, you know, that pull, being kind of pushed and pulled and knocked around at the mind, you know, contracted up and everything. I sometimes tell a story of, like, I used to travel a lot on public transport in Britain and on trains and, and, and really, really didn't like noise. So you're stuck in this train carriage and somebody's talking really loudly or, you know, it happens here, doesn't it, with, with sound, um, and how um, there was one very memorable time when there was the sound uh, of, I think it was a, a parent and a child playing, um, oh gosh, was this aging brain? What are those things that are rectangles with colored circles on them? <laughs> Dominoes, thank you. <laughs> ah, um, thank you. So dominoes, and you know the sound that these things, like something like, like it's very similar to that actually, they're plastic dominoes on this. 
you know. <laughs> Can't they, don't they know everybody in the carriages? Like, you know, oh. Anyway, you get the idea, I'll stop. <laughs> and then I, you know, I was like, okay, you know, where you do sometimes, you say, practice with this, can I give up? Give up attachment to sense desire is one of the uh, definitions of nekama, translated as renunciation. So, you know, that, that I could, I, I was actually able to almost like, for me it's like, so it's not about the sound or even the sort of wanting it to stop. There's some, isn't there some gears engage and you're just like, that's, I think that's the tanha, that's where the craving comes in. I'll say a bit more about that later. So I just wanted to use that as an example because I don't, it's not always about wanting something pleasant, is it? It's, 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 it is that, but it's like we see the other side of it. It's about wanting to get away from or stop something that is unpleasant. Just kind of, to me, is that two sides of the coin, really. I find that quite helpful to see sometimes. So... Um, these associations of renunciation as a kind of deprivation, you mustn't, you shouldn't, you can't do this, you can't do that. And you've got, yeah, and of course, somewhere like this in a retreat situation where hopefully it's a voluntary uh, simplicity. And although, you know, sometimes we struggle with that, don't we? Want, we're okay with that bit, but not that bit. Well, I, I don't mind giving up that, but can't I just keep doing that? <laughs> that whole thing that happens and how... When we, when we undertake that voluntarily, you know, when we assent, when we say, okay, then it becomes a field of practice and a field where we can learn the kind of inner, inner meaning and the inner benefit of renunciation. Because if we stay on the surface, you know, if we stay on the, uh, you know, the, what would you say, the externals, the practicalities of, of it, then we're going to stay possibly either in struggle with that or, oh, aren't I great? You know, I give this up and I give that up. And look, I'm doing so well without that. I mean, what's that? <laughs> it's a bit of bhava there, isn't it? You know, identity of being the one who, you know, can, can give up so so well. Mm. So it's, it's uh, as you well know, it's an interesting um, opportunity that, that part of our retreat practice of of because it's so simplified you get to see you know how you what happens for you in different areas of the retreat or you know sometimes I think it's quite interesting to, to sort of say if you want to look into where where is their craving and cling you know where am I kind of you can you can uh, take you know particular areas of the building are sometimes done and you sort of your room or the corridor or the dining room, of course, is a good place. Just to see where those movements of, you know, of wanting, leaning, leaning forward or wanting, 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 leaning away. and Or a yogi job, it's also great, isn't it? So you have a kind of, uh, mm, like a, almost a base template or something of, okay, I'm just doing what I'm doing. And then from that, you, you reference, you get to see how, yeah, you, you definitely don't want that person to do it the way they're doing it. Oh, okay, you know, I come back to the doing it. You know? <laughs> and all the other things that come up through 
around the yogi job so so helpful anyway i didn't quite mean to say all that but let's continue um so i wanted to share a few different um definitions of renunciation of nikama nikama which is this pali word which i understand is from the sanskrit nikamati uh, which means to leave behind or to go forth. So that's I'll come back to that. But that that feels like a really important aspect of uh, coming out of. What are we coming out of? We're not coming out of uh, sense experience. I mean, it's like sights and sounds that keeps happening. So what are we? What are we coming out of? So, um, let's see, I think the Buddha points to it here in this short quote. Uh, the passion for their intentions is a person's sensuality, not the beautiful sensual pleasures found in the world. So it's something about, again, the attachment, the passion for, the dedication to, like something like the commitment to, um, kind of maximizing pleasure and minimizing pain or this sort of commitment to seeking happiness, seeking security, seeking fulfillment, seeking completion in, you know, in sense experience, which, you know, which is in a way all experience if you include the mind. You know, that, that, that this is our, I mean, this is why, in a way, this is so difficult because we're so, you know, full of the <laughs> belief that, that that's that's really possible. So by by moving away or being being willing to not engage so much in, you know, trying to get to manipulate and control and and just more being with what's given, what's present, that you get to see the movements of craving but you also begin to sense like in that someone's like taking your hands off or something or just you get to settle back like that movement of coming through the the curtain the green curtain and just oh, you get to taste that oh there's some other kind of happiness or well-being that's maybe available here that's I only really sense into and intuit when I when I stop or when I you know that that I begin to really question that um, that momentum that that um, activity and it's also um, so I've been reading and listening to tools it's often also described as a kind of shedding or unburdening right a sort of letting go or putting down and that's that's why I included the bags in the story because it feels like that's that sort of burden sense and actually it's sort of it's kind of paradoxical maybe counter to what we think like when we stop um, trying to get we actually feel lighter and that feels good yeah, so um, maybe you just yeah invite you to sort of have your own your own sense of that the sense of being able to 
the, the load that's lightened is, is, is actually that, yeah, that, that wanting, that kind of feeling like we have to have. Um, so capacity to step back from the pulls of wanting. Now you probably know this very well. One of the most powerful practices in this area, which is, you know, so on retreat, maybe we get to, to practice this, is to actually see or feel, know the, you know, the, the rising of a, of a desire or wanting. And then actually the possibility of, of seeing that kind of emerge and form and, and pull and and then st- and then actually being steady and aware enough to to actually see it fade and pass quite quite amazing sometimes when some and then and then and then how does it feel so again noticing what feels kind of what feels good about about that sort of after it's passed so it gives us a like a flavor like a taste of Ah, yeah, some sense of well-being that's more kind of available here and now when we just even let go a little bit. Um, So, yeah, I also wanted to share this with regard to this um, uh, leaving behind or coming, going forth. A uh, quote from the Dalai Lama that I, f- I found very striking, and I <coughs> think I'm still kind of under- trying to understand it. I think if you get the spirit of it. So he said, renunciation is the first step to really thoroughly determining how vulnerable we are to suffering and recognizing the mental afflictions that make us so vulnerable. You're recognizing the nature of suffering but you also sense the possibility of emerging from this ubiquitous vulnerability to suffering. This is why it is called the spirit of emergence. So the spirit of emergence, again, it's so the, the sense contact, maybe the, the sound, the heat, the whatever it is. And then actually what, it's the mental state that um, is really the, well, one of the conditions that has to be there for the suffering to arise, right? So we were saying earlier, like with the dominoes, if it depends on the conditions of the mind, whether that actually, you know, so any moment, in a way we could say right now, any moment, here and now, whenever, it, there's these, there's these, pos- there's these two possibilities. Like there's always this, like he says, ubiquitous vulnerability to suffering. It's always the possibility of greed, hatred, delusion, some afflictive mind state coming in there and making suffering out of anything, any any moment, any sense contact. Right? It's amazing, isn't it, what we can make suffering out of sometimes. <laughs> it's like, um, I mean, I don't know. I hope these little stories are some help, but it feels like what happens on retreat because you you get that yogi mind effect where things can feel so exaggerated and, and high, highlighted. Like I, I remember being on retreat here a while ago, and uh, um, 
there were these amazing cinnamon buns put out for breakfast. And I had one. And it was so good. It was like incredible. You know, my mind just kind of, whatever bit of you is here in Migdala, I don't know which bit it is, it's everything lit up. You know, it was like, wow. It's just really, really ridiculous, isn't it? But And then I just went into this... <laughs> For a few minutes, turmoil of suffering of, God, I've got to have another one. I've got to have another one. How can I get another one? You know, this is more than I don't want to see anybody. I don't want anybody to see me get another one. And, um, you know, no, I I really, really, really want it. But no, I can't. You'll see me now. You shouldn't be. This is ridiculous. It's only a cinnamon bun, you know. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. I'm not sure I should tell you how that story ended because it's extremely unflattering to me. So um, perhaps I should just leave that to your imagination. And I'm sure we have all done things like this. Anybody willing to put your hand up and say no? No, it's okay, don't worry. <laughs> you know, it's really, craving is so embarrassing sometimes. My goodness me, isn't it? It's like, because we're not in control. So we've been talking about that with few people today and yesterday like oh we're really not in control you know and 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 I think what we're doing here is is maybe coming to terms with that and and realizing there's some influence we can have you know there's some influence we can at least restrain ourselves from grabbing the cinnamon bun tin and running down the road <laughs> which I did not do I'd be glad to hear you know, there's some restraint, there's, there's some uh, influence we can have. And, you know, I'm working on that cinnamon bun thing. You know, I'm working on it. It's like, I'm not giving up yet. So, um, where were we? So there's the possibility of, of, of emerging, you know, of, of maybe you've had moments like that where Again, I don't know, uh, examples where you have examples where maybe something you have been very attached to or, you know, you really, really wanted and then either you don't get it and it's like, oh, don't mind. Or you do get it and you think, great. Oh, well, so what? You know, you, it's like it's, um, you begin to sort of see that you're, you're sort of emerging from that dream, that fantasy, that delusion of, you know, everything, you know, this is really, it's like, it, we're emerging, maybe gradually, maybe not all at once, but to have a different perspective on life where we are not so believing in or caught in this these sorts of um, sometimes very subtle and sometimes very, you know, gross of um, uh, attempts or habits, really, isn't it? Sometimes you're just seized by these things, you know, it's not really a choice. And then you're just like trying to do damage limitation and and then can't you and then something, you know, you, you and that's so much of what I think we're developing here is all the different kinds of meditative resources and skills and and heart qualities of patience and kindness and forgiveness to to be able to uh you know, probably gradually for most of us, um, get get more understanding, more understanding. And that's something that really has come across again and again to me in this exploration of the, the, the real difference that an understanding makes 
Um, and that that can sometimes be through the sort of, you know, meditative seeing, the, the, the fleetingness, seeing that, again, as I was suggesting, the rising and fall of a desire or the the feeling that the, the impersonality of it you know that I was pointing to it's like that can be so helpful it's not me it's not mine it's just some bizarre thing that kind of moved in and it's doing its thing and you know you you trying to learn about it learn how to handle it learn how to 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 de de fuel it de you know undermine it and yeah find out what 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 is really needed, you know, so much, isn't it, sort of what's under that, what's actually really, really needed. Because I, I think a lot of why we get caught up in craving of different kinds is because we don't really know how to take care of ourselves. Yeah, I don't know if that resonates for you, but I keep coming back, it's like a failure of care, a failure of valuing either or and our own or another's life and so you know all the, all links with compassion and kindness and I mean all the teachings are all connected like one big blamange as one teacher once said so you touch it here and the whole thing wobbles so we've touched the renunciation bit and the kindness bit's wobbling now that if we if we work in our practice to consciously, intentionally kind of really find a sense of care for ourselves. And I know for myself and maybe for others, for some of us, it's a long haul. You know, there's a real deficit there of genuine care for ourselves. That That's, that's another one of maybe the bases or the conditions, you know, that, that actually helps renunciation, right? Because we're, we're better at actually knowing and taking care of our genuine needs and not so caught up on this like this other level of I want and I've got to and it's never and I'm you know it's like meanwhile actual needs are sort of quietly you know rumbling along underneath saying well actually I'd really just like a, a glass of water you know or can't we just go for a walk you know and I, I mean again I, I tend to use dram, dram, dramatis pers, personae to explain things I hope that makes some sense but it's like that's what it feels like to me when you get into that compulsive kind of you know I've got to and they shouldn't and it was like whereas underneath I just want somebody to reassure you know I just want reassurance that I'm all right or you know some does that I don't know if that makes sense so part of the maybe the being able to uh, uh, let renunciation happen more naturally is really cultivating this sense of whatever you would want to call it, you know, care or goodwill or for this being, this one sitting here. Yeah. And for the others too, always, of course, but somehow we often put ourselves in a different category, don't we, you know? Um, so craving and I wanted to say mm, a little bit about um, part of, of the, the bhavatanha and the vibhavatanha side of the um, sense craving. So, with the 
if we if we can feel in ourselves actually the, the the activation of the I, the the wanting to be someone who has, right? Not wanting to be someone who hasn't got. Right? Can you hear then the, the me sense, the self, the I, the sense of uh, deprivation or kind of deprived me so I've, I've got to get and fill and this is something I'm yeah the sense that actually the wanting is coming out of a sense of lack or insufficiency and again as I was just saying if I think it's often because we're not in touch with our real needs and that you know, again, it, it, when, when we can maybe go from wants to needs, that might be one way of practicing. And they say, what do I really need? What's, you know, and, and then that's something that we can, can actually be taken care of, can be responded to, whereas in the want, the wanting tends to be endless or unanswerable or it's just that one and then that one and that one, whereas you can actually, I've, I would quite like a glass of some have a drink of water. That's great. I'm very grateful for that water. Um, so we can ask sometimes, um, I want to read you a bit from Ajahn Suchito, who I'm um, learning a lot about this from. I said renunciation means actually giving up the sense of I need I want, I am incomplete without. This absence is a vortex of tangled, overstimulated energy or accumulated pressure. This sense of lack or insufficiency says, there is something else I should be or be having right now. Yeah. So we're shining the light, if you like, on that sense of lack that, that, that it, when it's believed in becomes an identity and then I become the person who hasn't got and needs and wants to get and, a, and, and actually it's not um, I mean how, how does that you know it's like a, I don't know if this is correct but it feels to me a bit like like a, what they call how they describe black holes in space like this huge kind of magnetized, I don't really understand it, sorry for any scientists in the room, sorry, that's sucking everything into it, you know, but it's like it's not really there or you can't see it or it feel it's sort of like you call it a hole, but actually, like Ajahn Suchito is saying, it's like this vortex of energy, it's like it sucks your whole life into it, if, if you know, that's, that's where it can go, isn't it? Something like that, it feels like it can be that powerful. And I was listening to another talk by, by another teacher on, on this and um, I hope I can remember accurately enough, she just referred to a piece in an article about Marlon Brando and I don't know, at some point uh, in his life um, it was something like, at this point um, food is all I am, that's all my life is, there's no room anymore for people and relationships. There's only food. I don't know how that, that really 
that really got me. You know, that's, I mean, I don't know what happened to him and whether he found his way out of that, but I think that, you know, we all have those, some version of that, this, you know, this, this pull, this addictive, you know, and it, the way it can become all-consuming, and we probably all know the damage that can bring in our, in our own lives or in the lives of those around us. I certainly have seen that. And so, yeah, I, 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 I mention that because, well, I found it profoundly disturbing and I found also a brought kind of a, a sense of compassion and also a kind of like inspiration or encouragement, like, wow, you know, you really want to kind of, you know, figure out how to come out of this stuff because it doesn't go anywhere good, you know, that kind of... I mean, nobody else could say that to me, but I again, it's that sort of wisdom, wise reflection that you can find for yourself. There's a practice that the Buddha recommended in this area, which um, uh, there's lots I want to share. I won't get to all of it, but anyway. Um, he recommends that you consider the drawbacks of sense pleasures and the benefits of renunciation. So I did. <laughs> and it was quite interesting. I thought, well, you know, and I think, it's, again, it's, it's like somehow when we, I think this really made a difference. It's something I was kind of working on and I, I really feel like these reflections support, kind of added a bit of support and clarity to the, intentions um, again and much much more effectively than come on you know birch twigs or come on come on get on with it you stupid woman and you should be over this by now or all that kind of stuff which obviously doesn't help um, so I encourage you if you you know might be with something particular or um, just a general reflection uh, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share mine um, but yours might be really different. But this, I found this helpful. So what I what I identified was this drawbacks of the dedication to the pursuit of sense pleasures. That's how I'm really. That's what I'm really focusing on. So it's this. I'm trying to like unpick this commitment or dedication, yeah, to the sense pleasure project. You know. So the drawbacks of this are disturbing and weakening of the mind, disempowering, brings a loss of meaning, a loss of care, harms the body, brings regret, takes energy away from the things that bring greater happiness, disrupts a sense of connection with others, Reduces mindfulness, like obstructs wisdom, makes the unpleasant more frightening or irritating, uh, narrows the mind and spheres of interest. Okay, That's, I've I've found that quite, you know, like. Mm. And then the benefits of renunciation. So just 
considering again what you already know about this you know it's like sometimes I think we we already know what we need to know we just have to remember or write it down or reflect as the Buddha recommends so the benefits the dignity of aligning with our values rather than our desires I mean that's that it may not resonate for you but for me that really like has a very direct felt sense to it like I feel like somehow that sense of relief actually when that feels like the case strengthens the mind I think that's I began to realize how you know you keep following your impulses and it's weakening it's, it's actually kind of weakens the mind so the benefits are more relaxed with people more connected less regret more clarity sense of freedom freedom of choice uh, sense of being able to rest more and this one less fear about needs I don't quite know somehow that's again counterintuitive in a way isn't it it's like yeah and not so caught up with confusions and conflict about wants yeah so anyway if you might want to undertake that that reflection for yourself it could be helpful Um, hmm. Okay, I'd just like to share one last uh, piece with you, which was a practice that I developed for myself as part of this inquiry. It's part in the spirit of exploration. And I want to share it with you. um, Just very simple phrases, which I, I actually used. I was doing this on holiday. I don't know what that says about me, but practicing renunciation on holiday, like... Hmm. Well, it was really interesting, actually. So it was very fruitful. Um, And I think, yeah, part of that was seeing how even in very pleasant circumstances, you know, there's clinging and craving and suffering and, you know, it's all happens there too. So a practice to, to derail and deconstruct the sense of lack. Right? That's the... That's... that's and I, so I would, I would say these phrases while I was often while I was walking around. That I found that really helpful. Walking, sort of as part of a walking practice. And then, and then, well, I'll read them to you, and then I'll say I also use them as a sort of deconstruction and a way into into calm. So interestingly, that I found them quite multi multi-purposed. So the first one, which addresses kamatanha the craving for sense pleasure I have enough I have all I need I am blessed indeed I have enough I have all I need I am blessed indeed And then for the bhavatanha, the, the, the thirst to, to be or become, I am enough. I am good enough to be at peace. I am enough. I am good enough to be at peace. 
And then for the Vibhava Tanha, the, this is very strong in some of us, this wanting to get away from as the primary craving. And then it's the flight to pleasure, the flight to comfort, because we're trying to get away from what's uncomfortable. So that's so predominant, in, in certainly in my mind. And, and so this last one addresses that. I can accommodate what feels unpleasant. I can accommodate what feels unpleasant. So this may not resonate for you, but I thought I would share it, and I'll put the phrases on the board. And you, you can be creative. I know you find your own way and your own practices. And just the last thing, I, I, the deconstruction was, I would start to just sound enough. Enough. Blessed. Blessed, yeah. And then let go of the words and rest in where that kind of guided my mind, which is almost always to a better place. Yeah. I am enough, enough, good enough, peace, peace. So may each of us find our way to be free, to be free of stress and suffering. Because it's possible for all of us. So thank you for your attention. Maybe let's just sit quietly together just before we do our final chanting. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.